Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today. Welcome to filmandtvreview.com. Catch the latest film, TV and streamed show reviews every week. The views and opinions expressed by the authors and those providing comments are theirs alone. They do not reflect the views, opinions or position of film and tvreview.com or their respective parent companies or affiliates. Film and tvreview.com makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information in this program and is for entertainment purposes only. Episodes may contain adult humor and language. For full terms and conditions see filmandtvreview.com. Hello there, um, so welcome to another edition of Film and TV Review. It's a bit of a Star Wars special. Um, it's on the back of the Mandalorian Season 3 has finished quite recently, so I'm joined by some of our regular crew, um, Andrew and Richard. And uh, we're kind of going to give our thoughts on, on this season. Um, had a, of course it's available on Disney+, Plus, but it's quite had a promising start with Seasons 1 and 2, and follows on from uh, five years after Return of the Jedi and pretty interesting season this one so I thought we'd just uh, join our crew and ask them what they what they thought of this season so who would like to give the initial volley uh, Richard do you want to start? Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, so I don't know where to start um, to be honest uh, it's a lot of things to say so that's good for this um, for this meetup, um, hmm. I would say that surprisingly, I might have enjoyed this season more than the first two seasons. I understand online actually that a lot of people felt actually that it was of a lesser quality. Not sure why. Um, uh, um, well, it's interesting. I mean. Just to put things into context, uh, this third season picks up after Boba Fett, because obviously people who didn't watch Boba Fett might get lost because they wouldn't understand why. Uh, so we go in full spoiler, obviously, Jason, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, at the end of season two, Grogu goes 
and to be trained by Luke Skywalker, and it's a very heartbreaking scene, etc. And then Boba Fett was so bad that actually they had to bring back Mandalorian in Boba Fett's TV show, <laughs> and uh, and within Boba Fett TV show, Grogu and Mandalorian get reunited, and um, and in a way, <laughs> Grogu changed completely his mind and go back to. Mendo and give up on his training, which kind of mess up everything because in a way, the, the whole payoff of that wonderful ending of season two is anyway, now is kind of ruined, but anyway. Uh, so now season three and uh, Mandalorian and Gogu are together. And in a way, the main storyline, I guess, of the season is... I guess <laughs> I'm going to use a, a fast and furious, uh, famous word. The main topic is family. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm just realizing this now. I didn't write anything. I'm just thinking about this now. In in a way, obviously, the first two seasons of Mandalorian and the whole show is uh, an homage to westerns and the fact that actually that Mandalorian is kind of a lone wolf going from one place to another and then he meets this kid who's going to become his son etc so that's another first thing but actually that he starts to be attached to and now in the third season he gets back to his roots to being being a mandalorian and trying to become back a mandalorian because for that between you and me that's stupid rule but actually if you take off your helmet you actually lose your title of Mandalorian so he wants to be become back a Mandalorian because it's important to him but also the whole Mandalorian uh, tribes get together to rebuild their own planets and restart from scratch let's say their civilization so yeah the unity and the fact actually that you cannot do things by yourself is kind of maybe the main uh topic of the main storyline of the season three i found it actually interesting because i always say that i hate westerns and maybe that was my main complaint about this show that it had all the cliches about a guy actually alone going from one place to another it was boring and actually maybe that the couple of scenes of episodes of season three that i didn't like were again the fact that were for me they were useless because they looked a, a lot like western standalone stories for example but but the whole episode almost of going to uh, to save a kid in a dragon's nest or whatever i was thinking what the hell am i watching uh, or the first episode that was useless they for some mysterious reason they try to save a droid that we saw only once and apparently it's a very important droid i was thinking okay I don't know. Uh, but fortunately, it was the only two times that I felt bored. Uh, because as I said, I kind of liked the, uh, the whole Mandalorian uh, lore and mythology and the fact actually that it's a huge civilization that was destroyed and they tried to uh, said to start again from scratch and uh, that actually different tribes don't trust each other. I thought actually that there, there is something here more interesting actually that the more interesting man, uh, the, the 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 only story of uh, whatever his name, the Mandalorian, he is. Uh, only him by himself, I think it's a bit boring. But when they 
makes sense to the whole Mandalorian culture. I actually like that part. Um, I also love the politics. Uh, surprisingly, I was thinking about that when I watched episode, uh, I think it's the third episode, when it's mostly on Coruscant, uh, centered on this Dr. Ex-Imperial guy who's been pardoned, like a lot of Imperial guys after Return of the Jedi. Um, I thought actually that there was a lot of potential here. What I mean is that the only good thing about the prequels that I liked back then was the politics, actually. I remember the hatred that the prequels had. And maybe the main thing that I really enjoyed back in the day when I was a teenager, etc., watching the prequels, was the politics. Seeing actually, yes, in sci-fi, but actually inspired by real events, how it's easy for a republic to go down to become a dictatorship. Uh, and here there is potential, and you can see it in, in the third episode, in my opinion, you can see that when you have a revolution, kind of a revolution in Return of the Jedi, and you have a very unstable new republic, um, it can crumble, it can collapse quite quickly. And... Um, and this gap between Return of the Jedi and the sequel trilogy, it would, it would be interesting to, to see maybe even one TV show only about that, actually about how this unstable Republic realized actually how difficult it is to maintain peace on huge galaxy, whatever. And actually that there are a lot of people actually who are, uh, what's, the, what's the verb, reminiscing or remembering in a good way the Empire and once actually the Empire back, uh, I really like that. I really like the scenes about, as I said, ex-imperials uh, trying to live a normal life, etc. Because it made me think that, again, it's very inspired by real life. It makes me think about the French Revolution. <laughs> and we, in 1789, the French Revolution, and let's say it's Return of the Jedi. But then what people actually might, might not know is that for 15 years after that, it, has, it was a mess in France because it was so unstable. And it was so difficult actually to have people having power. So unstable actually that a dictator again got power 15 years later, Napoleon. So I do like a parallel with Star Wars, Star Wars <laughs> saying that, yeah, you have a revolution, everybody is happy, but it's hard actually to maintain that kind of regime. And maybe that's actually what they tried actually to imply, imply here in this season with the with the Imperials actually who actually are secretly having a shadow council and uh, trying actually to prepare the rebirth of the Empire with Greta Miral Fron and uh, eventually, unfortunately, with the First Order, etc. It is a bit like, yeah, like, a bit like French history of the 19th century, but it's true in a way for human, any human society that actually it's extremely hard actually to, to keep a, a, system, a political system like this. Uh, anyway, that was my uh, my two cents about politics. But yeah, I really like that part. Um, yeah, back to the Mandalorian itself. Uh, I thought actually that why I enjoyed it also is because I was impressed by every single episode visually. I I wasn't that impressed surprisingly in the first two seasons, but in that in in this there are a lot of scenes in this season were visually striking and. Uh, 
and also very well shot. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that, especially in the final episode, but not only in the final episode. Actually, all the whole season was beautiful, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think that's kind of it for my overall thoughts. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, the problem is what what's come next. I, I don't know. I think they are going nowhere after that. I think it is kind of for me for an ending. For, this is an ending for the Mandalorian. So I hope that there won't be a season four, to be honest with you. I hope there would be a TV show about Mandalore, period, but not himself, because I think that's it for him. I think we will see him only in the movie where all TV show characters will meet together to face Thrawn in 10 years from now, uh, but not by himself. That's my hope. Yeah. So that's yeah. it for me, Jason. Hey, thanks, Richard. Yeah, quite a lot of uh, world-building element to this, kind of like the power vacuum and the kind of like different yeah. fractionations of who's going to have their little stake in the territories or the ruling territories, new clans, and especially with the Mandalorian. So um, certainly that's an interesting point because uh, I, I know you weren't a big fan of the initial well, you know, the initial series, really, as you say, it was yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't, yeah. yeah, especially the first, the first season, especially. Actually, I find it was, but again, I respect the fact that sometimes you see something that are great, but they're not for you. And uh, I always say that the Mandalorian, I can see why it's great, why people love love it, but it was meant not meant for me because, as I said, Western is definitely my least favorite genre of movies. And it's clearly, for me, it was clearly a Western the first uh, yeah. two seasons. But uh, yeah, I understand why people love it. It's um, kind of very much. I mean, like you mentioned about the prequels, I wasn't a huge fan of the prequels at all for the originals. But uh, you can go back to those prequels because I think it's the politics. Sometimes it's just nice watching those talky bits, not really the action, but rather this whole kind of like mechanizations of the power plays are happening. It's, yeah. it's more like a political drama. You can watch on that level if you're a bit older and you start watching, re-watching those, you know, and a great, great performance by um, Ian McDermott, I think playing the a young Palpatine and it's all very, you know, the strings that are pulled and, you know, how you orchestrate yeah. it. Probably the more interesting part of that whole prequel and that's how you can keep watching it. Um, but again, I suppose the Mandalorian are doing that a bit. It's, um, yeah, I, I I found an opposite feeling towards you in some points because I, I this, this show's you know already had its a very successful relationship, let's say between that's the the lone wolf and the cub, and proved very popular. Obviously, uh, then that story kind of for me kind of ended where well, they ended it themselves when they reunited you know, the family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with, with Luke and said, I mean, it's, it's a great you know a very emotional moment pays off. And then it ends. And I think that story it ended. Of course, I, I think it's, it's with the Bubba Fett that they, it, it seems like, well, well, we've still got to sell Disney toys, so let's yeah. put it together. But, but honestly, that, that chapter has not been finished. So um, if he was passing on the baton to another Mandalorian story, then this is a great you know, starting point of that. But we, we've been messed around that we've got this little elephant in the room or little let's say Grogu in the room, who's, who's there. It's like, well, what do we do with him? And I, I kind of feel this series doesn't really have a narrative drive while he's in the room because he's just there. But that aspect of that chapter's finished 
you know, co concentrate on something else. But anyway, um, Andrew, what do you think? You, you've um, been on the this this season, and of course the other seasons. How does it compare uh, for you? Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll just uh, touch on a couple of things. Uh, one is that uh, I actually I want to use people who actually, and maybe uh, Richard touched on it as well. Uh, there are a lot of thoughts this season of like, where can the story kind of go from here? Uh, especially because of where season two ended. And then of course you have the stuff on the book of Boba Fett. I'll get back on in a moment, but I actually liked the uh, episode three. I thought that was one of my, the episodes I kind of liked from the season because it seemed like, where's the story with uh, Din Djarin and, Grogu gonna go where's it gonna go from where it's gone before it's just okay they're trying to reestablish uh culture of Mandalore plan for Mandalorians and Grogu becoming part of this uh covet uh, that Din Djarin is part of and then there's the Bok uh, uh Zan story uh Bo-Katan Bo Bo-Katan excuse me Bo-Katan yeah. uh, Bo Kree's uh her story so, uh, and a lot of times it's sort of like varied in terms of like building my interest. But then when we got to that third episode, I was like, okay, this is the more interesting and how things kind of, you know, where they transition from, you know, the events of Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens. Uh, even though it's a lot closer chronologically to the original trilogy than the sequel trilogy. So uh, I actually kind of liked the third episode. I know a lot of people didn't like us. They were like, oh, you're focusing on these other characters again. Don't do that. But I actually got interested in that story and those storylines. And it eventually did tie into what happened uh, towards the end of the season. As far as the book of Boba Fett goes, I um, thought there was a lot of potential for that story, uh, those stories on the book of Boba Fett. Uh, and becoming this crime boss and uh, having Fennec Shand and, and the other people's enforcers and, and having all those challenges as, as an enforcer. Uh, and then they just kind of switched over to uh, like a 2.5, season 2.5 for The Mandalorian. So it's like, I guess they just didn't feel confident. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, Looking back on the season as a whole uh, for The Mandalorian, uh, I guess there wasn't, again, as much of a focus. It was sort of like, you know, different storylines, reestablishing you know, The Mandalorian, you know, trying to get them back to uh, Mandalore, uh, starting up on that planet again. And, uh, and then the whole thing with Navarro, and then that tying into the other stories. Uh, and then, of course, you had that episode where it was kind of like, like fan service. But, and again, I use fan service in the family-friendly sense, which is multiple meanings for that word. But not fan service in the sense of, oh, these are people from other installments of the franchise. It's more like, let's see what celebrity actors and performers we can put in an episode. Like, you know, here's Jack Black, here's Lizzo, here's... Uh, Christopher Lloyd. It's nice to see Christopher Lloyd. It's always great to see him, but it's just like, you know, okay, what, what's what's this about? Yeah. Um, I, I will say it does give great uh, great material for uh, Ryan George, 
for his YouTube channel. But that's all <laughs> other story. Um, <laughs> that should be more uh, goals than just giving material to YouTubers. But uh, I will say, and not to jump ahead too much, I did see similarities between the final two episodes of this season and the final two episodes of season, or well, the final season of uh, Picard, because it's like the penultimate episode is kind of like a cliffhanger, which leads into the final episode. And in both situations, you have this whole thing where the protagonist, like, all is lost. What are we going to do? And then you have a villain from the past returns. It's Moff Gideon on, on this show. And then a different set of villains on Picard, which we'll touch on a bit. Do like a cube here. Uh, so it, it saw a lot of similarities. It's weird. I was watching back to back. I'm like, yeah, they seem very similar. It's like, it's like, how are their heroes going to get out of this one? You know? Uh, yeah. But uh, but I, I thought uh, I thought there were some good parts to this season, but overall I, I wasn't as crazy about it. I, I did like the first two seasons a little bit more. There was more of a focus getting Grogu back with uh, his, you know, with the Jedi, or the remnants of the Jedi, and uh, and here it seemed like there were different focuses, but it was sort of like. You know what is the focus really, and and I guess I like to see the idea of what what is really about anyway is about how filling that gap between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. You know how did things go from one to the other, and, and that's you know what I guess they're going to touch on with this show, and then the other, uh, I guess the other series that are coming out. I'm not sure when they all take place, or maybe uh, one of them. No, I, I think I think Ahsoka will also take place in this gap. So. Okay, I'm kind of curious about that uh, as well, but uh, that's for another time. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm just curious where they're going to go from here, especially assuming. Uh, I mean, I know with John Carlos because he was a busy actor, so I'm assuming that what we saw in the final episode of the season is final. Well, that he's I don't not going to. Let Let's say there's a lot of seems to be. A clone tomfoolery going on in that well i thought they destroyed the, the they destroyed the clones well there, there was even a theory um hey he, he doesn't have his mustache that must be the fake one you know it's like <laughs> that final one or, uh, throw, you know, throw money shit. at the uh, john carlo esposito say here's a lot of money come back <laughs> no he's a busy actor he does a lot of stuff uh, well you yeah look at his a page and there's like yeah so and there's other villains they could focus on there's like that whole shadow council that he was talking to and then uh i guess it was uh hux's uh father that he was talking to played by the real life actor's brother oh uh, yeah dominic um, yeah but Um, uh, he could be one of the villains next next season but yeah i mean it seems to be a nice little empire a little remnants ring, you know, like e- ring of evil, almost like uh, we, we, it's good to see in their own uniforms and uh, lots of uh, hints at, I guess, Thrawn. I mean, he was mentioned in this season, so um, that's I can see them leading to that would be the next crossover big yeah. villain, which is seems to be seeding into uh, Ahsoka. And yeah. and I, I think there is already, they've already know there is another season of this of Mandalorian. And, um, then after that, I guess it's going to be um, a combination with um, Ahsoka and then uh, I think a movie 
according to celebration it'll be what, what, what about, tying it together i think um, at the what end. about the other uh the other series like acolyte yeah, and acolyte? Uh, well, i don't know how really no, ahead I, 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 it is no, I, I well, that's set in the past, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Acolyte is set like a thousand years before uh, Phantom Menace. Okay, so and then yeah. Skeleton Crew is also. Uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Sure. I don't know actually. I don't know when Skeleton Crew is. Yeah. Ah, ah good point. Yeah, maybe Skeleton Crew is based is, is set after Return of the Jedi. I don't know. And I thought one of the movies was supposed to be set way in the past, but I don't know. There's uh, so many projects. Why not? Dave Filoni's yeah. one is going to be this tiring tying up of Mandalorian and. Ahsoka's storylines. But there's quite a few years ahead for that movie. And Boba Fett. It'll be a crossover anyway. And Boba Fett. And Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. Sorry. How could we forget? Oh, there's there's going to be a season two of Boba Fett? Well, no, no, no. no. I'm just saying, technically, (laughs) technically Boba Fett is is TV show or a few episodes of Boba Fett are set also between Return of the Jedi and the Secret Trilogy. Now, if there is a second season. Exactly. Is, we'll look at him try to. I think he'll be keeping his helmet with, on, considering exactly, yeah. what the uh, latest uh, actor, um, tomorrow Morrison, has uh, been a bit vocal. Well, no, you know, and and you know, I can almost agree with him. He was a bit shortchanged in his series. So that's you know under discussion. Let's say I, I wouldn't miss it if it was gone. Honestly, yeah. uh, nice production values in it and. Uh, uh, his uh, sidekick was she's just kind of like more kind of like um, some good characters, but uh, still, um, if you don't know what to do with your main character, and he is the title character, it, it, it's <laughs> unless you call it book of you know third man on the left or you know Gamorrean guard, <laughs> then then fine, make it little books or chapters of. I don't mind, which kind of happened. I kind of say probably with this season of the Mandalorian because it was the Mandalorian. It was this was more like Bo-Katan's yeah. or Kate Sackloff's uh, story. He was there and supporting, fair enough. But and, and I think basically I think, her. Yeah, and I think that's why I liked it. Oh, <laughs> oh see. I, I, no, but it's, I know it's sad, but I think actually that I like more this show when it's not centered on the Mandalorian. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Bo-Katan is kind of a reclamation of her, getting her off her deserted throne and reclaiming uh, as the leader and claiming Mandalore and being the leader. And so kind of follow her taking back her sword, the Darksaber, which is not the most robust of swords that we found out, quite honestly. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of like, hmm, uh, that's done. But she's, uh, yeah, I guess you'd follow on her and how she gets the clan back together. And um, she can take her helmet off. Seems there are some rules for some and some for not. She walks between yeah. two worlds. And Din Djarin's going, what the heck? Oh, <laughs> so that's not a thing anymore because you've just yeah. said so. So, yeah, he's kind of like that side character. He's, and like I said, I think his story was told. It was tied in with Grogu. That was Lone Wolf and Cub. They both grew and changed. And... It was completed. So having like almost Grogu there and having Dinjarin there, Dinjarin obviously, yeah, all right, you know, in the side. But Grogu's like, you know, you shouldn't be here. You should be back in school, young man. Quite honestly, not here. I think you kind of know this is, you know, well, what kids say, what you're gonna do, you know, they don't know what they want from day to day. But um, I think he might be their little mascot, which 
I know there was talk of the Ray movie that will might have a pairing with. Well, Ray will be in that movie anyway, and maybe John Boyega as well. But you 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 may have Grogu there as well as their lucky mascot. But it's kind of like when your story's been told, what what are you doing there? Uh, especially yeah. this season, it kind of sticks out a bit. Honestly, yeah. um, this was a different series, and and I think as I said, you get a bit of uh, kind of like um, a whiplash from going. What what direction are you going? Are you now telling a reclamate a kind of a political story because you've got these little small chapters we take up to episodes or have you gone for a more lighthearted kind of comedy detective escapade where that you know where that they are you know guest starring and trying to find out why their androids on that little world with you know jack black and lizzo was in why are our, um it's like a who done it really which it basically yeah. was it's like who who set up this revolt um, with the androids or the robots? And it's like, ha! Huh. So detective episode, political episode, and more of this Game of Thrones light episode arc going to it. So it's it's like it's like a show trying to find out well what's going to land well, and what it wants to be. Yeah. Um, when you've established it was that kind of genre in the first two seasons, and that's you know that there's a pretty hefty run in in your show then to change. Then to lose your direction now, and that direction lost because your story already got told. Yeah. So yeah. where do you go now? Um, I guess you've got the backdrop of like you've got series like Andor going, which, which uh, does it is really well written, a almost a straight. That's, uh, that's an interesting thriller. point. But Andor, you feel Andor, but there is a guy who has been controlling everything from episode one to episode ten or twelve, the whole thing. Here it feels like actually that there is like eight episodes and eight different writers. Absolutely, yeah, doing different shows. Yeah, different different shows exactly. Like an anthology series, but it's not an anthology series. So <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's the book. Well, maybe the creation called it the Book of Mandalorian, and I'm thinking, oh dear. Well, I guess they didn't want those connotations. Yeah, I think Boba Fett. I, I'll be surprised if they. Um, I mean, there was a lot of announcements of happening at uh, the last celebrations of where they were going forward. And I think the strongest kind that I can see momentum is the uh, where you're going to have a maybe a backbone of story is going to be a showcase. So I can see a handing over of, you know, Mandalorian finishing after four or five seasons at the most, quite honestly, and then handing it over to a cross episode with... Um, you know, a Ashoka, which, like, let, okay, well, let's follow this. But this is a time window. We kind of know what's going to happen as we know that the First Order is going to rise. So it's it, it's not that big a time window to, let's say, 20 years or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it feels like, you know, as great as this reclamation of Mandalore is and all that thing, um, where are they? In the films, I mean, it's, it can't be good, all good news um, if they've, uh, you know, the Empire seems to, or the New Order rears its head. So I don't know how to feel. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I appreciate the new directions going to, but you have an angle series. Maybe not enough people are watching it, but that is just done, you know, perfectly for what it is. Um, if you want to make it comic light, which some of these were, you know, these episodes were like, kind of like, hmm, well, that's a different audience. So I don't know. Um, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. Um, 
good product, a lot of money at the end, but I felt a bit like almost like there's no momentum or was like, well, you know, the narrative drive, I just didn't feel it coming from this season, honestly. So I'm guessing you'd get excited about watching the next season of this, but, you know, no. I no. <laughs> no, Richard, <laughs> you, no. you're the biggest supporter here in the room. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm good. I don't know. But I, I, I guess I, I'm not being actually so pessimistic because I am hopeful for different shows or movies now, in a way. But this one here, this character, yeah, for me, it's reached the end of the road, let's say. Um, yeah, I don't... It, it, not only him, by the way, not only the Mandalorian, but also we said Gideon, etc. And mm. obviously, like an ending but you never know because in star wars like in marvel nobody dies but this this villain for me yeah uh that was not a good news when i understood actually that he was coming back to be honest uh and also uh, what is it what was his plan exactly because his plan was he's very uh he has a great ego he has yeah. a very strong ego this guy his plan was to create an army of himself <laughs> Right? Yes, an army of himself. <laughs> no, I, I thought, oh, yeah, somehow he'd isolated some. I didn't think quite perfected it. I mean, he was quite emotional when they just, which was quite easy, by the way, spoilers, as in getting rid of the tanks, just basically just switch off and they yeah. kind of like, you know, just, uh, you know, flood the, um, the tanks and um, uh, must have been a very expensive operation to be switched off so easily. Um, but it's uh, very, yeah, I, I thought this was an arc of, oh, the clones. So they were hinting, even at previous seasons, that maybe it was Snoke that they're trying to yeah, because create at this point. Okay, but Snoke, that's what I didn't understand in the first place. I understood it was an army of himself, only <laughs> in the last episode. Because, in the, because at the end of the seven episodes, you have these red guards who yeah. look like actually kind of Sif or force sensitive and i was thinking oh, ah, I, 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 yeah but yeah i was thinking ah so this is what he's creating i i, I was thinking about it I was oh. thinking, this is what he's been creating he's creating an army of these red guys that we see in the last jedi or something oh. i say okay fair enough and then no 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 it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> i think it, it was, was really it was really uh, him. i thought he was creating like the dark troopers but that was just because of the best scar armor so I don't know. I thought that's what he was trying to create. Well, well, we had, he had two, quite a few plans on the go. Uh, I mean, where is, I mean, that's why he was on Mandalore, because he said, oh, I think as in as an army, but, oh, I, I've, I've kitted them out in Beskar armor. Again, a very expensive operation to, to put all your troops in, in Beskar armor, which you assume is a very rare ore, and that's why you have this clan of Mandalore almost based around Beskar, yeah. you know, so it was a religious uh, mineral, but uh, no, let's just get out our oh god, and they wiped out a lot of them, um, even despite that um, but then yeah, I thought these clones would be almost, oh they were the Phoenix Project, or whatever it was called, I yeah, thought it was going to be Palpatine, it's like the hints, because you know, it's all, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, me thought, too, yeah. oh okay, you know we knew it, he's coming back, so somehow <laughs> he returned Let's see how he returned. But no. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, well, next best it's um, Snoke. Fair enough. But and, and also, no. he, was, he, was, he was doing that 
by himself. He wasn't, he, he was doing, well, you know what I mean? He, this Gideon guy was actually not doing that for the empire, but for no. his personal glory because yep. he lied, he lied to the other guys from the Shadow Council. In, because yeah. at, at some point he talks about the clones and he denies some. I, I don't remember the dialogue, but he says something to another of the, I don't know, high rank guy, the admiral, whatever. And he tells him that the clones, ne- he was never interested in them. It was more of. Oh, yeah. Right. The other guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he was I'm like saying, like, like, oh, yeah, you, you're interested in that one doctor guy. It's like, oh, well, you know, we're not really. It's not my speciality. I'm not yeah. really doing anything about that. So, yeah, very much. So, so, so he, 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 perhaps his plan was to literally take over the galaxy, literally, not actually uh-huh. <laughs> with, with, with arm and army of himself. I guess so. But I guess so. Why? Well, why? Well, I guess the, I guess the, uh, Thrawn, and I don't know if Palpatine from his little zombie chair is actually controlling. Is you know maybe made himself known. Or well, I guess well, he's building all those star destroyers underneath the sand on you uh, on whatever <laughs> planet he's on. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Thrawn is working for Palpatine. The reason. Yeah. I'm, the reason I'm saying so. that is because it would make sense, but also because Thrawn. Oh, yeah. historically is a strong word because we're talking about sci-fi but historically in the books throne comes from the unknown regions oh. where Papatine is supposed to be hiding whatever oh yes yes oh yeah of course um that, that's he, where he, he, he grew up that's why actually he became who he is now etc so what, it would make sense that actually but uh, he knew all along that Papatine's secret plan whatever so I assume that the shadow Council would infer or have a hint that you know, um, Palpatine or Snoke probably at that point is is we have a new leader waiting in the yeah. wings and we're, uh, and this is all where we're we're a council in the first place, not but then so they yeah as you say they, they're not aware of he's doing but, his own thing. Yeah, I, I don't know actually. Yeah, how much these guys know about the overall and ending plan of uh, the first and final order, whatever they call it. Yeah. But one one of the guys, again, in holograms at that scene, I think that's the one that you, Andrew was mentioning before. The old guy, is, they call him Captain Pelaon. Captain Pelaon, Pelaon is actually the, in Star Wars, and not in the Legends, but in the, in the original movies, Pelaon actually was the, uh, captain of the fleet that was defeated at the Battle of Endor. Oh. And Pelaon in now, now Pelaon in the books about Amir Frum that I read and I loved in the 90s, Pelaon was actually the second in command of Amir Frum. Oh. So uh, that's why he referred to, but that's why Gideon is asking him where is Amir Frum, why, why actually he doesn't show, him, show himself, etc. If Pelaon is still the same guy, let's say, uh, perhaps he knows more than anyone else about what the, uh, the plan, let's say. But I don't think that all the other, other people know anything about Papatine and Snoke yet. That's yeah. my guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing Snoke is still away, um, way down the line. Uh, but I guess when the new order comes out, because I think they say the new order just comes out and starts taking over very quickly, you know, kind of like, yeah. Well, the rebels were trying to catch up, so down on, I guess, 20 years or whatever. So, uh, for now, I mean, Thrawn seemed a very enticing 
um, I mean, especially in the expanded years, it was, you know, one of those great, yeah. really great written uh, villains. And yep. uh, luckily now, Lucasfilm suddenly seemed to have discovered it. Uh, they didn't know, you know, obviously they didn't, <laughs> according to them, they didn't have any material to work with, but suddenly they're all creeping back in. Um, yeah. So I, I see that more heading towards more Ashoka's story more than uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Jaren's. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like heading towards to try to do that crossover like you were saying before. So um, I, I don't know where the Mandalorian or Mandalore story will go now because I, I think, I assume by the first order, they're kind of gone. Really, you know, so it, it's not going to be looking good anyway. Um, but um, I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. It's well, because I think that's the only other series we got, isn't it? It's the um, I don't know what the skeleton key. I, I think it's uh, maybe you law uh, yeah. on a boat with some kids. It's kind of like I don't <laughs> know. Well, well, I don't know what market that is. It sounds like another Jude Law project right now. <laughs> yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> So it's it's um probably I think that's in probably a younger demographic of you know like almost a Disney Kids show almost. So, okay. so Ske- Skeleton Crew is set five years after Return of the Jedi. Oh, so the well, same, that's around the same time period as this. So. As this, yeah, then yeah. Oh. roughly, roughly, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, well, I don't know how they're gonna connect this, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, in one episode and then wrapped up in another episode, and yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. And then and then they'll become another show altogether. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Two point five or whatever. I I, I don't know. I like I at, in the shows before this, I I know a lot of fans have been falling by the wayside as they they weren't too fond, let's say, of the. Uh, sequels, uh, but they had a lot of help with Obi-Wan. Didn't quite pan out. Again, a bit of a, maybe, well, that's the thought of it being a film spread over uh, six or whatever, or eight episodes, whatever it was. Um, the more interesting aspect of that Obi-Wan show was when they were looking back at the past, when it was maybe, uh, you know, the prequel era. And if, if you want that little nice, you know, Instead of a post Skywalker world, that little Clone Wars series live action would have been far more interesting, or something set in the past. Um, Ashoka itself has a time limit. I mean, that's set before the New Order. I, I assume it's not going to be good news for when he, because I don't see them in the films, or I missed it when I was watching it. Uh, yeah, you, you, think, you, think, you, you think we're all dying? They're all going to die before uh, Force Awakens, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're like hiding somewhere. Or like, I don't know. Well, what a time to hide, eh? I mean, no, no, no. Because yeah, that's what happens. You think a character is dead, and then they're like, "Oh, there they are." They're just hiding. They will find. They will find a boring oh, excuse. They will find a boring excuse, and for example, Ezra or Ashoka or both will show up in the Ray movies about the New Jedi Order. <laughs> It reminds me of where the, where were you? Where were you when you first met Oh, I, we well, were they were flashing we the Eternals from the MCU. I'm guessing exactly, when, yeah, yeah. when the end game was happening. Uh, they were they were busy that moment. I'm guessing. I don't know. I I don't know. I I uh, Shaker comes out this year, so I yeah. it's it's at least even if you're done with Mandalorian, um, great production value. I gotta say. I mean, it it, it looks nice. They know what they're doing. It's just a lot of these characters come in, come out. Um, for various reasons, and the show there seems to be a bit 
of I feel it's it, it's it's lost its its wind or its first wind or second wind almost, and it's you, you give it to you know Wokatan or give it to Sugar, but that 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 I, I just don't know where to go with them. That's that's what my feeling is. It felt a bit lost. It was basically the first episode, and then the last two was their Dinjarin story, if if there was one, and then everything else was let's let's just see what happens. But yeah, I think uh, one of the other two uh, criticisms, one of the other criticisms, uh, was about how they're on this beach and they keep getting attacked by all these like giant CGI, whatever. And it's like, do you think they'd be like in a better spot? And so when you get to that final scene of the season where they're uh, in the mines of uh, Mandalore oh, yeah. and they're like on that and you think like, oh, are they going to get attacked by a mythosaur? Then, you know, opens that and like, oh, OK, is that going to happen again? You know? Uh, yeah, it's. um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was expecting the Mythosaur to make another appearance as in she bo and I saw it and then, you know, it's kind of like then she rides the Mythosaur, but um, I guess it's something for the next season. Well, they, they probably didn't have the CGI budget. <laughs> they spent it on Jack Black's budget, I guess, on his, on his feet. Uh, or Lizzo and... Uh, <laughs> Lizzo yeah. That was a bit bit of a tone change. But I actually like the the um, <laughs> the uprising, or oh, not the uprising, it was the kind of like the the stopping of work of the androids who were just chilling out. They almost felt sorry for you for, for flesh beings because they thought, well, it's the least we can do. They're gonna they have such short lifespans. I thought why they would go to a bar just to get lubrication, I don't know. It's I guess it's an issue about AI which maybe is lost a bit because they, they seem to be very chillaxed or the uh on the drawing. They just want to get on yeah. but um um, it, it was good to see the the designs of it and everything, but again, it, it felt a very almost comedic show. And when you've got these cameos going in, it just pulls you out of it completely. Absolutely. Thinking, yeah. so I, I kind of like I can see why there's a lot of criticism of that. And I mean, Star Wars should be its own world and then remove it from the modern day culture. And so on. I, again, I, I think it just doesn't know where to place it as in pop culture. Let let's. Let's put in a new boy band, guest starring, appearing in it, and it, it's not a way to go. But uh, anyway, um, it is what it is. Right. Well, I think that kind of let me cover that. I think for yeah. uh, Mandalorian, and we'll see what comes down the pike in the next season. Yeah. But for now, uh, thank you to Andrew and Richard, and on our no, Mandalorian it's... season three special. Thanks, and see you next time. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this film and TV review.com episode. Catch the latest film and TV reviews, together with regular episode content from the world of film and TV every week. See you soon. Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today.